everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Road to High Five, a chance for me to talk to members of the High Five team and learn a little bit about them and how they ended up here at High Five. So to start with, I will have them introduce themselves, so over to you. Hello everyone, my name is Ian Doak, and I work for High Five, obviously, and I am the Assistant Director of our Challenge Course Services Department. Every interview, the first question I always ask is, where were you before starting here, and then how did you end up here? Mm. Where was I before coming to High Five? Well, um, you were born. I was born. We go all the way to the conception. (laughs) (laughs) And then in third grade, (laughs) um, right before coming to High Five, I worked for a timber frame company doing timber frame construction. Hmm. And that was a job position for me that was sort of out of necessity. At the time, Mm. my girlfriend, which is now my wife, Johanna, we had left the Holbert Outdoor Center where we were doing programming, team building, challenge course work, and uh, trip leading. And she was going to graduate school and we relocated and I needed to find a job that could help pay the bills. And I had always been interested in doing construction and woodworking. And this place was, uh, I didn't know it, but was an amazing timber frame company that we happened to live down the road from. So before that, I, I worked at the Hobart Outdoor Center, and I kind of got my start in all of this through going to Linden State College mm-hmm. and doing adventure-based programming was was the major that I studied. There was a recreation degree. My first passion was really the outdoor trip-leading side of things and doing rock climbing and backpacking trips. And uh, my first job out of college was working at the Hobart Outdoor Center, where I got to live with some great staff and do great five-day programming from doing night walks and challenge course work to then in the summertime doing trip leading. So I heard of High Five while I was at Benson's because my wife Johanna was doing some practical practicum work through Antioch at Hinsdale. And at the time, that was when High Five Adventure And uh, Jen Stanchfield was doing a lot of work over in Hinsdale School Systems. And so I got to know Jen through Mm -hmm. Johanna. And Jen had mentioned to me one day, hey, I think High Five is looking for a builder. (laughs) And so I, I, what's interesting, this was probably back in 2004. I still have a printed copy that Jen gave me that was my initial (laughs) email to her that then she passed on to Todd and probably to Kelly that says, Hey, uh, hi, <laughs> this is Ian Doak and I'm interested in working for you. Yeah. <laughs> had you, had you not done the timber stuff, do you think you would have still gone into the installation side or was that like another, like a, a new skill you had that you had to be able to transfer over or cause you would have done mainly facilitation at Holbert, I guess. Correct. Um, no, that's a good question. I, I've always had a technical brain and been very interested in the, the how things go together side of things. Tim working at Benson's definitely honed my skills of understanding how to build and how to put things together. And, you know, a lot of the math that goes behind building Um, prior to me even going to Benson's, I had other construction experience working for a log home company. Mm. And then when I did my internship, um, which was with, uh, Austin Paulson and the company at the time, I believe was Peak Concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, 
part of that was doing challenge course installation. So I actually, my first money I ever earned building challenge courses was through Austin building climbing towers with him. So I always had an interest in it. And I think that balance between having a, a challenge course programming background and interest in technical parts and how it goes together. I, when I was looking for jobs outside of Holbert after I was there for, I think three years, I had applied to a number of different organizations that built challenge courses. And so <laughs> your job now, you, you, you're predominantly in the office. You do a lot of now the design of the, of the, of the builds. Is that where you now get all of your passion from in the field? Do you feel like that's the area you've transitioned for? You've almost had a foot in everything. You've had sure. the facilitation side. You had the actual construction side. And now you have the design component. Is that where you find the passion now? I do. I mean, I have my hands on a lot of different aspects of high five. I mean, we were just talking today about how, how crazy the day's been and the different topics that we've covered. Um, I really do enjoy that connection with the customer where they're interested in starting a program and having all of the different conversations and answering all the different questions that they may have. And then being able to talk to them after we've built or designed this amazing course mm-hmm. for them and how it's actually functioning and meeting the needs of their, their staff and their students coming to, to their program. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been an interesting journey even here at High Five because, you know, when I first started, I was part time. I was an assistant installer and I worked for High Five for 10, probably 10 months out of the year. Mm. And so I, I filled this this void of like, okay, how, how do I make it work? Like, how do I work at high five part-time? I love this job, but like, I can't not work the other times of the year. Mm -hmm. And so for my first few years, I would do ski patrol in the winters as a way to fill in that time. I also worked for Knowles and led wilderness trips out West. And, you know, that was a, that was a balance of like, I wanted to be at High Five full time, but it wasn't there. High Five was a young company back then. It was still, you know, that was 2004, 2005, 2006. Mm-hmm. There was probably only five or six full time employees, maybe seven full time employees. Um, and then fortunately, there was a time frame where there was people moving out of High Five and the position opened up to come in and be what was called the coordinator of, at the time, our department was called RCD, Ropes Course development. And so I had been an assistant builder for a number of years and then became a lead builder for a couple of years and was traveling full time for high five. And so I was traveling five days a week for high five Mm -hmm. and I was leading wilderness trips for Knowles. So I'd then be gone for 30 days at a time. And I was also newly married. (laughs) And so the conversation at home was like, if this is ever not working, you need to let me know. And after about a year and a half to two years of that, it was like, um, you're not really ever home. (laughs) And so fortunately the position opened up as that coordinator. And so in 2008, I took a full-time position at high five and have sort of grown with the company and moved through a different a variety of different roles mm-hmm. to be now the assistant director with Todd. Yeah. And I was mentioning this to Taylor in a previous interview. So listeners now know sequentially <laughs> the order of which I interviewed people, but um, <laughs> that I think the thing that ties most of us together though, is being willing to work, have a strong work ethic to do long hours and have to go above and beyond to end up trying to get the job we want. 
Like it wasn't Absolutely. immediately there for us. Taylor had to work a lot of like with his dad and a lot of part-time stuff, just helping out, doing another job on the side. I did a year of contract work and driving a long distance to get here. You worked many years, multiple hours, part-time. But all of us ended up getting a full-time job. So for people mm-hmm. listening, it's often the question of like, how do you end up working for High Five? It's about getting experience. Absolutely. You know, and not assuming that a job is waiting straight out of college or wherever right. you're going. You know, I think a lot of us and a lot of people today graduate from college and they're maybe misled to think that they're going to graduate and go out there and get the best job in the world and that's where they're going to be. And I mean, my personal opinion is you need to go out there and get experience. I mean, mm-hmm. it's great. You need the education and you need yeah. the diversity of the education, but you also need to go get an experience. And I was, I was hungry for it, yeah. but I also wanted it right now. Yeah. And it was hard. There was many, you know, when I was in the fall painting houses because I didn't have any other work and I needed to earn money. And I thought to myself, how does this fit into the picture of adventure (laughs) education? But, you know, it was it was a a means to the end. It was something that I had to do to to earn money, to pay rent. It bought me time to then get a job with a timber frame company, which bought me time to fall into a fantastic job at High Five that, you know, I worked hard at and was very persistent and had lots of conversations of what I wanted to do and how I wanted to be more involved. And it took a lot of time. It was not just handed to me, that's for sure. Being with an organization, I would have never imagined that I would work for one company at the age of 41 for the last 14 years. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even, it, it feels like I've been here five years. Like I just, it, the time has gone by so fast that I've enjoyed every moment of it. Uh, so we're going to go on to some questions now that are a little bit more quick fire. Um, some make some sense and some might not make any sense at all. Um, but just go with your gut on what you think your answer might be. Name a movie you enjoyed as a child. So one of the family classics that I've seen more times than I care to admit would be On Golden Pond. I have never seen it. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um, this what? was a classic movie. Um, yeah. On Golden Pond was to be, it was a setting in New Hampshire, I think, in the movie. And it's actually called Squam Lake is the name oh, of the lake. Yeah. Um, it was a story about... Um, like a grandfather and a grandmother who have a house on a lake. And um, I don't remember if it was the the daughter. I think it was the daughter of the, the grandfather has a child who's sort of, you know, lost his way a little bit. And so he spends the summer with the grandparents on the lake. And it's sort of their experiences of, of fishing on the lake and him learning to drive this amazing wooden Chris Craft boat. And they're, their journey through through the summer and it just such related to my family because we would always spend mm. our summers at my grandparents' house in Michigan on the lake and yeah. um, it was a it's a fantastic like I anytime I think of that movie it just brings back good memories of yeah. me as a childhood and the fun events of that I mean my family and I used to quote so many different parts <laughs> of that movie some of which you probably can't say on the podcast even <laughs> but it's I mean it's clean humor but it yeah. was just. it was just such a such a classic movie for us growing up name your favorite side dish french fries are sort of a a thing that i i shouldn't eat a lot of but love like it's hard to turn down french fries (laughs) <laughs> well, unless you mean, <laughs> I don't like them. So yeah, you don't like them? No, oh. I revealed that in a you know in an episode with Rich. Yeah, I don't. Uh, 
You know, I don't like French fries. Good French fries, home cut fries, and then and then if you want to get crazy, put a little vinegar on it. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. No, vinegar is great. Salt mm. and vinegar is a good mm-hmm. addition. I like uh, uh, fish and chips chips from England, but they're not the same, and I I do acknowledge that. That's much more of a greasy. You <laughs> yes. know what I had recently, actually, that I was was maybe changed my mind slightly on the French fry is I had poutine. And I hadn't had poutine. For the, forever, I've never had it. Mm-hmm. So, but I had it, and it's it is essentially a mush, but it's gravy and cheese curd, and I'm it's like, delicious. it's awesome. Yes, but it made me reevaluate my French fry <laughs> ha- hatred. So, with High Five, you travel a lot and you eat out a lot, and I remember discovering as a young adult and being very frustrated that I realized that I would order fish and chips thinking I was ordering something healthy because it's fish yeah. and then eventually realizing that it's really a terrible deal. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> like I should not order it. <laughs> in, 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 in England, it's a after you've had a lot of partying food. Oh, there you go. Because <laughs> the grease and stuff oh. absorbs some of the bad toxins. It used to be my go-to meal when I'd go out to dinner and then <laughs> I would like be out to dinner five days a week and like, I should not eat this anymore. <laughs> yeah. My energy levels are very low. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. So we're going to go into a series now of would you rather questions. Okay. So and it, um, when I asked Tom one of these questions, he was like, they're both bad. I'm like, that is the point. Okay. <laughs> That's the point of a would you rather. <laughs> all right. So would you rather fight a hundred horses the size of a duck or a duck the size of a horse? Oh, I want, I want to go punt some little horses. <laughs> just a snapshot of that description. I'm going to cut and just re- put on repeat. Just, I just want to punt. Just get a, like a soccer ball. Just little horses would be flying. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A big yeah. duck. Yeah. It's like, I think, what was that movie? Howard the Duck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was a creepy duck. That was a that creepy was movie. Yeah. Super creepy movie. <laughs> All right, great. Uh, punting ducks. Oh, no, punting horses, sorry. Punting horses. <laughs> I have practice from punting corn in college. <laughs> That's another episode, though. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, should try it. So punting corn. No, I have to, I can't leave it. What? What is this, punting corn? You just have, like, corn and you're hit kicking it? Well, that's what it sounds like, but that doesn't sound like any fun. Now imagine you're in a college dorm and you microwave a bag of popcorn and then one of your friends tees it up on their foot and then you're about 20 feet away and you run up and you punt the corn in the room. (laughs) It's such a perfect name for it. popcorn just explodes. Lesson learned, don't do it in your room. <laughs> do it in your friend. Quick lesson learned. That's a one and done lesson. Yeah. All right, but well, that's prepped me well from punting horses, apparently. Definitely. Accuracy and power. <laughs> Scratch that. <laughs> uh, would you rather only be able to sleep on a couch that is five inches shorter than you for the rest of your life? Okay. Mm-hmm. Or randomly at unknown moments get more twisted ankles than anyone normally would in their life oh i'll sleep on a short couch forever forever okay yep all right yeah twisted ankles are the worst just and i've had lots of twisted ankles maybe you've had more than normal (laughs) maybe i might be already i might have already done that you're already in this scenario (laughs) but you didn't realize the opposite one was just couches should have been sleeping on a short couch From now on, you should test the theory. Sleep on a short couch for five inches shorter and see 
and he twists his ankles. I mean, five inches shorter, that's not bad. Like, but the question would be then, your feet, is uh, your feet or is it your head? You know, are your feet flush against the arm rest <laughs> and your head's kind of at a weird angle? I think if you, or do your feet go numb? A, if you had a short couch and you had chosen to sleep with your head just dangling off the end, you have made a bad choice. <laughs> That's not the... <laughs> I think you have a. It just. I think it would be feet. I would guess. You think, and I, I think know. that you could would be, be sitting up a little bit, though, right? Your feet would be. If you just oh, if you right. sat sitting up, then I guess your feet would be on the couch. Yeah, I'm going that route. All right. Can you? Are you able to sleep on flights? I can sleep anywhere. Sweet. Well, that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> I, 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 luckily, I can't, I can't <laughs> sli- sleep sitting up. But okay. Sometimes I fake sleep because the person next to me talks too much. <laughs> Never an employee, though. (laughs) I found, like, at the last red eye flight that I did, like, late at night, I'm the only one awake, unless everyone else is faking. Mm. Because I don't understand. Like, the flight, it takes off, it goes up into the air, and I look around, and everyone, I don't understand. (laughs) They're doing something I'm not. Mm -hmm. And last question, what is a job you would like me to have? (laughs) What, did you look in a book like, what is the most random questions I can come up with? That you to have. That is not too far from the truth. I did a Google search. <laughs> you Googled it. <laughs> what kind of, say that again, what kind of job do yeah. I want you to have? Yeah. I'm not leaving. Okay. I'm not, there's no job, there's no departure of my... Is this me to like... Just assume me. So I will give you some scenarios. Am I what, wishing you a, a good job or am well, I wishing you this a, is a this terrible job? Exactly the right question. <laughs> so some people have given me bad jobs. Mm-hmm. Some people have given me funny jobs. Some people have been very polite and given me very gracious, wonderful jobs. Well, we know so where you, this one's going to fall. <laughs> exactly. And it really depends on the person. Uh, I think you can assume out of the people I've spoken to who gave me what. Yes. <laughs> a job for Phil Brown. I mean, I think the natural thing to say right now because of what we're doing is like, you would be uh, an announcer on a, a sports program or on the newscast. Yep. Yep. Um, you know what I would like to see you do? Um, Seth Meyers on Saturday Night Live used to do the the, the weekend update. Yeah. And I loved it. Yep. I think you would kill it on that. Whether That's you're it. the main Seth Meyers guy or the, the other people coming in. I think that you would be fantastic at that, and you would crack me up for sure. <laughs> and that is, and you are my my primary audience. <laughs> yes, perfect. <laughs> so if that's the way, perfect. So which job would you want me to have? Oh man, he's turned it on me. The interviewer becomes the interviewer. Uh-huh. I think, and this is, and I I don't know. I know that you've done this very briefly, but I think um, a sports coach. Um, I'm gonna guess. I'm going to, I know that you did do some soccer coaching, but I'm going to go based on some of your passions. I'm going to go baseball. I think I would be interested to see you as a, a baseball coach. I think you have passion and excitement, and I think you could be relatively motivating with a calm level. So I All think right. a sports coach, baseball. At the highest level, right? <laughs> At, at the, uh, <laughs> Not the Pee Wee <laughs> League. <laughs> uh, no, at the, Top major leagues. Awesome. There you go. And but unfortunately, you would be coaching a team that you despise, <laughs> which is <laughs> and not taking want... that bait. I don't want to <laughs> eliminate half of the people that are listening. And, and suddenly, there's hate mail. <laughs> yeah, and then there's hate mail. All right. Awesome. Uh, thanks for the interview. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening. And do it again. Thanks for listening. And can you say,、uh, thanks for listening to High Five? Thanks for listening to High Five. <laughs> And then what about thanks for listening to High Five's podcast? Can you do it? Okay, try. Thanks for giving us a good time, guys. Thanks for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. It really does help us out a whole lot. <laughs>